Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Synergize This. On today's episode, we'll be talking about how we can build a healthier relationship with our training, our fitness and health in general, and also I'm going to be giving you three tips that you can use today to increase your performance in the gym. Stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's that time of the year. It's that time of the year. What time of the year is it? Well, I'm noticing a lot of new people coming into the gym, which is a good thing, but I'm realizing that sometimes the goals and the reasoning for them coming into the gym is not always a good thing. It's not always a sustainable, long-term approach to their training. And you can have a guess at what that is. Because what happens when summer's coming up? Yeah, that's right. People want to look good with their top off, which is a good goal to have. Don't get me wrong. But is that enough of a goal to drive long-term commitment into training? Or is it just a one-off kind of thing? It's kind of like a FIFO flying fly out. You're doing three months of work and then nine months of just nothing three months on, nine months off. How sustainable is that? Not sustainable at all. And I've seen it happen so many times. And I've seen these, I like to call them seasonal trainers come in because in Melbourne, we've got a lot of fit nuts. We've got a lot of crazy fitness people, which I really love. But at the same time, the majority are training specifically just for a period of time for summer. And that's no fault of theirs. It's because, look, our seasons in Melbourne are pretty shit. We get, you know, sometimes you can flip a coin. We might get a good summer. We might get a bad summer. Sometimes our summer is too hot to even be outside compared to like Queensland where weather's pretty good all year round. And then the majority of Queenslanders are actually quite fit and look after their health because they just have that. They can do that all year round. They don't have to worry like us where when winter comes, most of us will just hibernate. And it's normal to pack on a few kegs here and there because your body fat will keep you warm during winter. But if we're just hibernating throughout most of the year, waiting for summer to come, we're only training for about eight to 12 weeks before summer just to look good, topless. It's just this perpetual cycle that just isn't sustainable and just isn't good for the long term. And probably the results you're getting for that period are nowhere near the results you could be getting if you actually gave a shit about training all year round. And I'm not saying train 100% of a year. That's it's not what I'm trying to say. But you're trying to train for just 25% of a year. Imagine just getting 25% of a test. That's pretty shit. It's a complete failure. I'm not saying get 100%, but get 70, get 80, give it a go, because that's going to reap much more results than just training for 25% of a year. Now, I'm going to give you an anecdotal story of a seasonal trainer. I've just touched on a seasonal trainer a little bit in terms of what they are. But my first year of coaching, I had a call list and I'm very inexperienced my first year. I'm trying to figure out my coaching style, how to speak to people, how to approach people, how to connect and then how to get them to train. And the way it works when I first started training anyway, is you give two sessions for free. The first session is a half an hour consult with 15 minutes just to go through some movement. And then the second session, they come in and you train them for a whole session. And you see if you're a right fit, 
and if you can get them on as a client. Now, this girl that I called off the list, she came in, we sat down, she was probably in her mid-20s, and we had a conversation about her goals. And she made it really clear multiple times that she used to be shredded and she wants to be shredded again. When someone keeps repeating the same word, it's quite clear, especially when they're quite adamant about what they want their outcome to be. And we spoke about a timeline for her goals and she just did this freaking 180 out of nowhere. And she pretty much said, well, I want my goals by, oh, actually, you know what? And this was, this was probably around, I think probably May, June. And she said, you know what? There's actually no point to even train. It's like almost winter. I'm going to be wearing a hoodie and trackies and I'm going to be eating more. There's no point in me even coming into a gym because no one's going to see me topless anyway. No one's going to see me at the beach anyway. There's no point in looking good. And look, I don't normally, I'm not normally speechless. I can literally fill any void of emptiness in a conversation. I can talk to a brick wall. But because of my inexperience, I had, I just stammered for like a good five seconds. I was, uh, 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 and then probably about 10 seconds in, I just responded by saying, well, you don't really want to be a seasonal trainer. Don't you want to just train because you like to train and want to be healthy all year round? And her reply was pretty pretty straightforward. She said, no, I my sole purpose in training is just for vanity purposes. I want to look better and I want people to see me look good. And if they can't see my body, then there's no point in me training. And we just didn't see eye to eye on that. And at the time, I didn't want to obviously try to change her mind. She was pretty adamant on her views of training, nutrition, health, all that stuff. And we just stopped her there. I didn't want to call her back for the second session because I just thought there was just there's kind of no point. And I never saw her again in the gym. But in hindsight, I'm really thankful that she was blatantly honest with why she wanted to come into the gym. And I think she speaks for a lot of new new members who have that same goal, but they don't really want to say that because they think it's kind of egotistical and vain. But there's nothing wrong with that. But the only thing is, the issue is she's only going to be training when the time calls. She's only going to be training when it's a lead up to summer or it's a lead up to when she can actually take her top off, wear a swimsuit and go to the beach. What about the rest of the year? What about what kind of relationship are you actually building with your health and your body and fitness in general? Are you building that more so I just care about the external and what I look like, but not really what I feel like and how it makes me feel? That relationship that you're building is not a very healthy or sustainable one. Now, look, if you're a bodybuilder, obviously you care about your looks because that is the the primary factor in how well you perform or how well you do in a competition but for the rest of the people, and I don't think it's many bodybuilders listening to my podcast because I'm not saying I don't advocate for that, but I'm not a big fan of that. I care about people actually feeling good about themselves, being able to move their bodies and be able to do things that they did when they were younger. That's what health and fitness is for me. Training, feeling better by training, and then your appearance will come as a byproduct of you actually training and enjoying 
that aspect in the gym. The first thing that you will notice straight away is how you feel and you will be stronger. There, you don't just come into the gym and just look bigger straight away. That's impossible. You feel first and then you see after. Now, what is a way of building that healthier relationship when it comes to training, you ask? Well, you probably need to look at your goal a little bit better or at least refine your goal. If your goal is, I want to look better for summer, it's just too vague. It's not good enough. Maybe not vague, but it's not hitting some kind of pain point. What's the pain? Why? Why do you really need to look good for summer? And this happens a lot. A lot of people come into the gym because, you know, they've had a breakup or they've had an issue with dating just because they're at a certain weight. And that's enough of a pain point for them because for them staying the same way as they are is much more painful than changing. So they have to make that change. So those purposes of, oh, my partner left me, now I'm going to have a revenge body, that actually has more of a fire and it ignites more of a fire than just like I want to look good for summer I'm not saying you should want to look at training purely because of a revenge but that at least has more of a long lasting effect than someone who's just coming into like oh I'm going to look good for three months and then when winter comes I'm just going to hibernate because what most people forget motivation is fleeting you can watch every single motivational video that you want on YouTube and it might motivate you for a period of time, but eventually they'll just be lost. You can shout affirmations in a mirror and say how good you are, how strong you are, how smart you are, how pretty you are. If you're not putting anything into action, they're just words that just float into the ether. You need action. It's like entropy. If something is left just the way it is, degradation happens. It eventually just becomes worse. Without action, nothing becomes better. There is no positive outcome. It just becomes worse. You can't just leave something there and just expect it to be like, oh, yeah, look at that. It's much better now. You have to have some kind of driving factor. And that's when you circle back to the goal that you have. Once you lose motivation, you need to go back to, wait a second, what was motivating me in the first place? And it could be being bullied for being skinny. It could be not feeling happy naked or comfortable in your own skin or just feeling sad in general and realizing that working out and exercising gives you physical and mental benefits. So whenever you're feeling shit about going into the gym or eating healthy, you can circle back to that goal. But if you're feeling shit and then you go back to the goal and the goal is like, oh, why am I doing this? I really, yes, that, that, was, my, that was my whole purpose. I want to look good for summer. It's just not going to pull you out of those situations when, let's say it's winter and it's 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and you want to train before work or after work. They're really tough times to motivate yourself. So if your goal isn't strong enough, then yeah, good luck getting out of bed at 5 a.m. when it's two degrees outside and your windscreen's frosted. Good luck. There needs to be a driving factor that's going to kick your ass into gear because motivation is fleeting it's going to come and go it's not there for a long time and if you're relying on motivation all the time good luck because most of us that train in the gym even myself and i work in the gym okay so i'm there i'm already there i don't need to pack my bags and wake up before work and and force myself into gym or after work so i work in the gym 
And even then, I can't be fucked sometimes. I really can't be fucked. But I just know that I have goals and things that motivate me and I have a specific target that I want to hit. And I know, I know no matter how shit I feel before or during, that I'm going to feel much better after. I never regret training. I've never regretted training, but I've regretted not training. So if you want to build this healthier relationship, and if it's not healthy already, circle back to your goal. Why are you coming into the gym in the first place? Why do you want to change your life? Why do you want to change things and turn it around? What is the deeper goal? Not just, I want to look for summer. It's not going to cut it. Sorry. Now, I'm going to give you my three tips. Not my top three tips or... It's just three tips that you can use today that's going to already drastically improve your performance in the gym. And they're so simple. There is no learning curve. And they're common mistakes that happen quite often. I see with my clients. I see with people training in the gym. Listen to these. Try them out. Change things up. If you don't want to try them out, try them out. From my experience, these things are very common mistakes that we make. I don't want to say mistakes. I'm just going to make these suggestions. Okay, these are three suggestions, three tips that you can use today. Tip number one is not having any warm-up or build-up sets when you are exercising. For people that are more advanced, they've already got their RPE understood and they know where their weight is. So they, they're always working around that kind of RPE 8+. plus. For everyone else, for the majority, let's say, for example, if you're using a chest press, someone will come into the chest press and they'll have three sets of eight to 12 reps. Their first set would basically be a warm-up set. They'll work at a medium weight and think, oh yeah, I can add more weight onto that. So their second set, they add more weight. Once they do their second set, they think, oh, actually I can add more onto that. And they do their third set. And their third set is probably maybe a six RPE. And then they finish off there. And then they move on to the next exercise. And they repeat the same thing. Their first two sets are more of a feel and a build-up set. And then their third set is almost their working set. And they'll go on. And what ends up happening is you're not actually getting any type of intensity in the gym. You're never hitting anywhere near an RPE 7. So what I'd suggest if your sets are looking like this and your workouts are looking like this, maybe take two sets at least to get to your working set. So your first set could be a weight that you can push for maybe 12 reps. The second one, you can push for about 10 reps and then see how you feel. Gauge by that. If you need an extra set, you need an extra set. What you can do after that is have two working sets. Your working set could be an RPE 7 or an 8, push it to maybe 10 reps. And then to make it really easy for you, your second set, your second working set, you can make it an AMRAP. So do as many reps as possible until you fail. If you don't want to do that, just do three sets, three working sets. So all up, you have five sets. I never count the first two warm-up sets because they're not just warming up. And then just do three hard sets or two with your second to failure. If you're doing just three sets, including you know the warm-up sets, then you're selling yourself really short. So if you don't understand where your limit kind of is, chuck in some warm-up sets and build-up sets. Because if you don't, then you're just selling yourself short and you're not training anywhere near the intensity you should be training at and you're just wasting your time in the gym, unfortunately. Second one 
is rest time. Most of us, we're not resting long enough. I mean, I guess you can say someone's resting too much where, you know, you'll see someone finishing off their set and they'll be on their phone for about 10, 10 minutes at a station. Let's forget about them for now. And let's just talk about the ones that aren't resting much at all. So what happens is you might feel rested. You might feel ready to go. Let's say you might be doing like a lap pull down. And after you finish your set, you know, you're, you're resting for 15, 20 seconds. And you feel, you know what, I'm ready to go again. Lap pull down. One, you're probably not going anywhere near the intensity you should be going at. Two, we often forget that we might feel ready to go, but we forget about that thing between our ears, our brain. Our central nervous system is probably fried. That probably isn't ready to go. Your muscles and you might feel fine just because you're not out of breath anymore doesn't mean you're ready to go. So your brain sending signals to your body is probably going like, fucking give me a second, right? I just need to relax a bit before we can go again. So what I'd recommend to you is having at least a minute, minute and a half if you're doing an accessory. For anything heavier, for like a compound, a barbell squat, deadlift bench, you're looking at at least two minutes. Again, it depends on your intensity. It depends on your reps. The lower the reps you do, the more time you rest. If you're doing like three to five reps, you're looking at maybe resting three to four to five minutes. It just, there's so many, it just depends here, but you don't want to be resting for less than a minute and a half on a compound workout or a compound exercise. It just means you're not training hard enough. So next time you're training, don't think, oh, hey, I'm not out of breath anymore. I'm ready to go. Think about your central nervous system. Set a timer. There's clocks around the gym. Either set a timer, look at the clock, give yourself at least a minute and a half for an accessory or two plus minutes for a compound movement. And last one, number three. Man, stop doing so many exercises. <laughs> we probably all have that resident trainer at the gym. I'm not saying like a personal trainer. I'm talking about the member that comes in and you, you look and they're training. An hour passes and they're training. Well, probably for me because I'm there all day. I will see that person training for like four or five hours. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't be that person. They're, if you have to be in the gym for more than an hour and a half, unless you're doing like, you know, a wad, adding on some things or like zone two cardio, mate, you're not training anywhere near hard enough. And the thing I see with new members, even with existing members, they just have this belief that more is better. Doing more exercises, doing more sets, doing more reps is always going to be better. But if you're doing 12 plus, 10 plus exercises with four sets each, anyone that's training with a decent intensity will be absolutely fried six exercises in, absolutely fried. So it's just showing me that you're just not training anywhere near uh, an adequate intensity or uh, an RP7, even a six. Cut down the amount of exercises you do. You don't need to fit everything into a workout. You need to fit in tries, buys, shoulders, lats, like everything. You don't need to fit it all in. Have less exercises have you know what have five six exercises and just go hard train them hard you don't have to go 12 reps plus do six to ten reps and 
train at a decent intensity. We don't have to always have this belief that more is better. When it comes to training, actually, less is better. The basic stuff actually works. And people don't like to hear the the most simplistic, it's not reductionist, but it's simplified in terms of what training actually is. Train less, train harder, better than training more and training nowhere near the intensity that you should be training at. That's it for today's episode. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. One thing I want to add is I'm making some changes to my online coaching and my programming. My three-day and four-day programs, I will be making them completely free for a short period of time. Just tune in to my Instagram. I'll be releasing a special code just because some people can't afford PT or online coaching or even to afford to buy a program. I want to make it completely free for a short period of time. So you can push past that plateau that you've been stuck at for a while or get much closer to that goal that you've had in mind. You're going to have access to the complete thing all free of charge. So tune into Instagram probably in the next week or two and it'll be on only for a short period of time. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you have a good day or good night wherever you are and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.